Hello, hello, awesome people, and welcome to Authors Chat with Allison, where I will be interviewing inspiring authors and upcoming authors about their book, their brand, and their business. Today, I have with me on the line Dr. Renee Minter. Welcome, welcome. Well, uh, good afternoon, good day, good morning, wherever you are. Uh, this is Dr. Renee Minter. I'm uh, speaking to you from New York, and I am so happy to be here today. Thank you. Please introduce yourself to our listening audience and, you know, tell us um, something about you or a little bit about you and what you do. Well, okay. Um, as you said, my name is Dr. Renee Minter. Actually, it's Reverend Dr. Renee Minter. And I am based out of uh, cold and windy uh, New York. Uh, I am a Christian-based psychotherapist. I have a private practice where I believe that all minds matter. So I provide mental health services regardless of ability to pay. So it's important now, even with the COVID, that we are taking care of our minds, our bodies, and our souls. I'm also, I'm an author. Um, I've actually uh, been uh, involved in four already produced um, uh, published books, and I have a three, uh, few more in the works. And uh, uh, I'm a servant of God, and I'm just happy to be here today. Well, welcome, welcome. So what is the title of the book that you're in right now? Okay. Well, first, the name of the book is Finally Free, and it's a, a compilation of uh, 21 authors, in, including myself. And we're talking about, you know, the struggles that we have faced and how we have been able to overcome them, and they're finally free. So the name of my chapter is Butterflies Are Beautiful and Free. And I chose to speak about that because I wanted to talk about the metamorphosis um, that the butterfly goes to to become the thing of beauty. And it's a very, very difficult challenge, and it's very similar to the metamorphosis that we experience as humans as we're going through our own personal challenges to become the beautiful butterfly that God intended us to be. Wow, you know, I really love your, um, the title of your chapter, Butterflies Are Beautiful and Free. Now, who would be your target audience for your chapter? Well, I'm going to say that, um, first of all, every single writing piece that I do, it is not really for me, but it's really for the glory of God. So um, I believe that one of the reasons why I do this is because I am to motivate and inspire. So for people who are going through challenges or, you know, they feel that uh, there's a storm in front of them, these are just words of encouragement. Um, to inspire them, to motivate them. I often say that, you know, you can't have um, a rainbow. Everybody wants a rainbow, but you got to get through the storm first. So it's for those who have faced challenges, those who are facing challenges, just to kind of help them through my story to get over the hurdle. Oh, that, that is really wonderful. So let me ask you this question. So how long did it take you to write this chapter? You know, um, Allison, my, uh, my road to writing might be a little different than others. Um, I had gone through a, um, I want to 
say like a, one of those storms, like a, um, you know, a, a moment of despair. And in that moment of despair, and it lasted for about 40 days. And during that time, I was actually shut down. You know, I feel that God caught my attention, shut me down so I could really concentrate on, you know, um, worshiping him and letting my creative juices flow. So during that period, there was intense writing, which actually went into just kind of like a vault. And I didn't know what would become of it, but when the announcement came out for this book, that's where it came from. It came from a vault that I had been in <laughs> during a moment of uh, prayer and despair. Wow. Well, I was just thinking about um, another question that I wanted to ask you because, and I think you may have answered this, what inspired you to want to even be in this book um, finally free? Well, I'm a person who has experienced um, a lot of challenges. And, um, you know, you can't be in a, a war. And, and fight battles without having battle scars. And through most of my life, it has been a struggle. There have been obstacles. But there is something to be said about winning a battle. There's something to be said. So these the stories are um, like the battle scars that, that show the victory. So um, I think it was important because if I've gone through some of this, other people have also, and maybe there's an assimilation that can help them get over the fence. Now, if you don't mind sharing, maybe talk about one of the storms. I mean, because I'm thinking of myself. I go through so many different storms, but, you know, I thank God that he has carried me through them. But if someone mm-hmm. wanted to, um, I guess, know you know, maybe one of the storms. You know, sometimes we go through, um, you know, hurt, bitterness, brokenness, um, just different things. Mm-hmm. If you could share one. Sure. You know, I believe that um, the, these storms and these challenges that we go through, when we're on the other side of it, it really is, you know, it, it's a teachable moment for us while we're going through it, but it's also something that someone else can learn from. So I'm going to talk about, you know, one thing, but it was two times that it happened. So I'm going to talk about being physically challenged. Now, you hear me speaking right now, but at one point um, I had um, Bell's palsy. Uh, This was about 40 years ago, and there wasn't a lot known about it at the time, but one of the characteristics of Bell's palsy is facial paralysis. So for four months I lost the ability to actually speak and uh, saw the world from the point of somebody who was disabled. So um, through the grace of God, and I'm going to say that I actually did have a divine healing um, in a church service, I regained the ability to speak. And that propelled me into becoming an advocate for other people. I don't think I mentioned, but I'm also uh, a social worker. So social workers, by definition, you know, we advocate for people. So that gave me a literal voice to be able to speak up for other people. A couple of years later, well, actually about 30 years later, I experienced the um, the paralysis 
below my waist and lost the ability to walk. And um, not being able to walk, you know, I remembered not being able to talk and, you know, remembering God healing me. And I was looking for that same divine thing to happen. And it did. You know, God knows the desires of our heart. And, you know, he wants us to live a life of abundance. But he also wants us to live a life of purpose. So, again, a healing. And with that healing, there came my foot trod to actually um, speak about the goodness of God and to foot trod around the world doing that. So it also led to global ministry. So I'm very, so for me, um, I can talk about the physical ailments that I've had, but there's victory on the other side of it. And that's what my story is about, overcoming and, you know, I'm sitting here listening to all that you're saying, but to see the smile on your face, there's a, um, you and I both are in the same um, book, Finally Free, but there was a um, banner that um, Dawn Leake put up that had you in the center, and I kept saying, God, that beautiful smile. <laughs> and so for you to say all that you just said and have gone through, and overcame, you know, that, that's a great testimony, and I truly, truly thank you um, for sharing that. Wow. Well, I thank God. I thank God. I thank God. The, the story is God's story. It's not really mine. You know, I was just the player in it, but he orchestrated it. Yes, yes. Listen, ultimately, <laughs> that's beautiful. Ultimately, what do you want readers to gain from reading your um, chapter, if you could name three things. Well, actually, um, I actually have a um, kind of like a little recipe, um, which is called the rest factor, and there's four pieces to it. It's not three. It's four, if, if you'll allow me to put in all four, and it's very simple. I took the word rest, and this is what God gave to me when I was on the backside of the mountain, as I call it. So the first thing was rest. You know, so relying on God for restoration, whatever your affliction is, whatever your ailment is, whatever your problem is, we rely on God to restore us. So that's the R. The E is establish prayer and faith to allow God to restore you. So give the time to God, you know, you know if you can establish a prayer time to do it, do that, but be consistent. In, in building your faith and, and praying to God. The, um, the S part of rest is to stop worrying. You know, the Bible tells us to, uh, um, to make our, our call and, you know, make our, make our petitions known before the Lord. And we know that God loves us and that he cares for us. So make your, make your, say what you've got to say to God, ask what you want to ask of God, but then don't start worrying about it. And then the T is to trust God because he is faithful. So it's the R-E-S-T. You know, restore, believe in God for restoring you, establish a prayer time, you know, believe in God. You know, it's just having the faith. And just, just believe in it. Believe in it. God wants, Jeremiah uh, uh, 29, 11 says that he has a plan for us. So to believe in God. That, that, that's my story. That really is my story. That is beautiful. Do you believe that God is leading you to one day write your own book? 
Um, I believe that, and this is my uh, fourth, and I'm working on my uh, eighth uh, anthology. I think each one of these anthologies has been really a stepping stone into the inevitable, and the inevitable will be to write my own story. So, yes, I think that this is the baby steps. Um, when that my own book will come out, I'm not sure, but I believe I'm heading in that direction. Yes, that is wonderful right there. Does your faith inspire you to write? Is it your faith that has um, pushed you, or I don't want to say pushed you, but that has inspired you to continue to write? It was my faith. My faith is, is everything to me. My faith is, uh, it is my spinal cord. It is the air that I breathe. My faith is everything. So, you know, I want to say that, um, you know, I acknowledge God to direct my path. So I did not even know that I had a story to tell. And now that I tell it, I realize that I did have a story to tell, but it was really through introspection and prayer and my faith and allowing God to lay my path that I did discover, oh, yeah, you do have something to say, and it's to the glory of God, and that's why, I'm, that's why it's here today. Well, let me ask you this question, because like you said, you've been in um, a few anthologies. Do you believe that every time you share your story or, you know, your different stories, that it is a uh, release for you or a release for you, sharing? Um, yes. Um, I think I mentioned earlier that I, I know I mentioned earlier that um, I'm a psychotherapist. So what a psychotherapist does is they're almost like a sponge. So they're listening to what everybody else is telling them, and they're trying to direct them and guide them. But there has to be release for the, the therapist as well. And for me, there was a story. There was a story. And in telling the story, not only, to, you know, you can't, you can't pour from an empty cup, you know. So my cup kept getting full. It kept getting full, and it was just overflowing with the goodness of God and the blessings of God that I had to tell the story. So um, the answer is yes. That is so, so awesome. Do you have anyone in your life that was significant in you deciding to become an author for the first time? Um, I don't want to say it was a particular person um, because it was really the leading of God, but it was the sum total of everything that I am, um, everything that my parents and my grandparents had put into me, um, being raised in the South and, I mean, excuse me, being raised in the segregated North um, in an all-Caucasian community. And that experience led me to talk. To be, a, you know, a twin and, you know, almost not being born, that led me to talk about it. So it is really just like a, 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 an accumulation of my life and the process that it's taken not so much a person, but if I want to say the Holy Spirit and the umption of the Holy Spirit, then I would say that. But I can't say it was one person in particular. Thank you. So that leads me to my other question. If you could name three people, and if you would like to name more, that's fine. 
that um, you are most thankful for, three things that you are most thankful for? Three things or three people? Three people. Three people. Three people. Okay, well, of course, I'm going to say my mother and my father. <laughs> I'm going to say that. So I'm going to add, um, add to that. You know, my family in a whole, I'm going to make that one person. My family in a whole because we're a family of faith. There are many, many ministers um, in my family. You know, my grandfather teaching me to pray. You know, my mother teaching me to be the woman that I am today. So my family... Also, my lineage, my children, my grandchildren, they are the ones that keep me going. When they say, you know, that they're proud of me, you know, they know one side of me. But when they tell me that they're proud of me on this other side, um, my family, yes. Um, Two, um, I have to say God again. You know, God, you know, he's he's a spirit, but, you know, he he determines what life I'm going to have. Um, My twin sister who is, uh, you know, she's always been the person that I've had to, you know, compete with, but to help me to understand that I can do this, I'm enough by myself. So, yes, um, my pastor, you know, Donnie McClurkin is my pastor, and he is such an inspiration because he's been through so much in his life. So, and any person who gave me an opportunity um, to who added to who it is that I am today. I've been a college professor. I've been a motivational speaker. You know, I'm an author. I'm a psychotherapist. I've run um, non-for-profit companies. So anybody who believed in me, I'm saying thank you because they were formative into this also. Wow. You know how you, you hear um, that people wear a lot of hats or that women, we wear a lot of hats. So you wear a lot of hats. <laughs> But it's um, such a blessing um, to definitely speak with you and get to know you. I would like to ask you if you have any words of wisdom or words of encouragement you would like to um, say to our listening audience. Okay, yeah, you know, and I I kind of touched on it a little bit um, earlier. You know, everybody, well, there's two things I want to say. Everybody is looking for the rainbow. And, you know, we see the rainbow as a beautiful thing. We see the butterfly as a beautiful thing. But both of those things represent going through a storm or a struggle. So when you see yourself in the midst of a storm, when you see yourself on the midst of the struggle, think about the end process. Think about what it is that you want to achieve. You can't have the rainbow without the storm. So don't concentrate so much on the storm. Don't concentrate so much on the iniquity and, you know, where you are right now. But think about where it is that God wants you to be, where you want to be, and to concentrate. You know, um, Philippians 4 and 9 tells us to concentrate on, like, the good things, the things that are, that are just, that are right. Think about that. The other thing is that, you know, we are... Um, we're here on this planet, and servitude, you know, for us to be here, everyone has the ability. Each one could reach one. Everybody has the ability to help someone. My, 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 my thing that I've been saying for years and years and years, and it's a Johnny Cochran um, thing, so I did take it from him, but servitude is the price that we pay 
for the space that we occupy. So if you see someone who is down on their luck, if I tell you that right now as we're talking, I'm crocheting a scarf for a homeless person. So everyone has a responsibility to help someone else. Each one can reach one. Servitude is the price we pay for the space that we occupy. Don't waste your space. That is so, so beautiful. Thank you so much for um, sharing those words of encouragement with our listening audience. Do you have any upcoming engagements or um, anything you would like to share that you may have um, in the works? You know, I, I am innately shy. I'm so shy. And, you know, I said to something, someone on another broadcast recently that I'm a little bit embarrassed that, like, that all of this is going on. And I, I took another look at it, and I had an epiphany. And the fact that these things are happening, it's to God's glory. And that's why I do the things that I do. So, yes, I do have some things coming up so folks can look out for it. I have, um, I'm working on another book. Actually, I have a book that's coming out probably next month, and it's um, an answer to the Black Lives Matter movement, and that's called Your Voice Matters. That should be out in March. I have a, I'm so grateful, gratitude is my attitude, and I have a book coming out that Sheila Farr is actually the visionary for, and um, it's called Thankful and Blessed 365, and that's going to include one of those pieces that I wrote when I was in the dark side of the mountain. I have another piece coming up with um, Dawn Lee, which is um, Drop the Mask and Share the Crown. And I'm going to be talking about, my, um, similar to the road um, to Damascus that Saul had that converted him to Paul, I'm going to be talking about my conversion and how I was doing one thing one way, and then once I had that, uh, that, that road to Damascus experience, it changed my trajectory and the way that I would treat people. I also have a television show coming up, um, which came out of that dark side also, which is The Miracle in You with Dr. Renee. So, and I've got some ministry projects coming up, so I'm going to be a little busy. But, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm thankful and blessed. No, you're going to be a lot busy, really busy. <laughs> Listen, I caught everything else that you were saying. I didn't get the name of the um, television show that you just mentioned. Okay. The television show is called The Miracle in You with Dr. Renee, and it's actually um, – in its uh, compilation uh, stage, it's going to believe. It's going to be on the Believe in Your Dream Network, which is a Christian-based um, digital platform. So, you know, that's still in its like uh, formative. Uh, uh, there's nothing on on the air yet, but hopefully uh, by the spring you're going to see something. Yes. Look, so you're going to be that butterfly that's just going to. Take on and fly. Oh, my, I am so waiting to um, see everything that God is going to um, do through you and for you. So I am so blessed to be able to talk to you. So um, the last question I have for you, and this is for our listening audience, where can customers purchase your book? Now, I know that they can get it on Amazon, but we try to, or I try to have them go to the author site first 
and then, you know, if let's say if they can't find it or can't get it, then they can go to Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Books a, Books a Million. But what information would you like to leave with our listening audience so that they can get in touch with you? Okay. Now, Allison, I know I should have a website, and I really have not done that yet, but right now you can reach me on all social platforms. So I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, but I'm also, um, you can reach me by email, and that's rmintercar at msn.com. That's rmintercar at msn.com. And I just opened another account, which is drrminter at gmail.com. So either one of those, you can definitely get in contact with me and we'll get the books out to you. That sounds awesome. That's really great. I'm glad you shared that. So on behalf of the Gospel Time Machine, AGD Publishing, we here at Authors Chat with Allison would like to thank you for taking time out to spend your day with us. Wishing you much success and blessings on your journey. Peace, Allison. <laughs>